This is Movie Zaggots. We take your favorite actors' movies and match them against each other in a head-to-head tournament to discover the best movie. And now your hosts, Chris Zimmerman and Marcus Murray. What is going on, you zags? We are back yet again for a lovely episode after last week's debauchery. Um, of course, uh, but before we get into that, I'm here with Chris Zimmerman, <laughs> my lovely co-host. And Chris, what I was referencing is uh, Johnny Depp, you know, hit hit the pod waves. And I started getting some texts <laughs> saying, uh, <laughs> Why, were you drunk during that? <laughs> and I was like, no, not drunk, just so disenfranchised by Johnny Depp and his filmography. <laughs> Chris wanted to do it because he's a mega super fan, president of the fan club. But um, you know, it's a it's a lot of give and take on movie zaggots. You know, we get I to hate guys. so much about the things that you choose to be. I'm already starting. <laughs> I'm saying we get to do my guys like Leo DiCaprio, and then we have to do your guys like Johnny Depp. So he's not my guy. I right. <laughs> <laughs> You so much, you panda jerk. <laughs> oh, that, okay. I tease, I tease. But guess what? We are doing one of our guys today, phrasing, and I am very, I'm very excited. So if, if any of you are new to Movie Zackets, you've heard from a friend. Um, I've got a, a few new listeners, you know, uh, hit me up. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back after last week's episode. <laughs> and uh, Well, you're, you're skipping. We That was two weeks ago. We, oh. we had Sandy Bullock. Say, oh, Sandy, I forgot about Sandy. Yes. Okay, well, look, whatever. We're in the quarantine. We're in the middle of unrest. Just, the days are blending into each other, Chris. Yes. Whatever. I agree. We, the Johnny Depp episode will go down in infamy, <laughs> which I love. It's actually my favorite episode we've done since uh, <laughs> we finished our retrospective. So. The Donnie Jep. The Donnie Jep, that's right. <laughs> um, so if you're new here to Movie Zaggots, what Chris and I do, basically, we put an actor's top eight movies into a March Madness-style bracket system, a movie tournament, and we make them square us uh, against each other to determine what is their best movie. And Chris, who are we zagging today? Today, we are zagging the one, the only, the very, the very toit, very sensual <laughs> Tom Hardy. Ah, uh, very toit like a tiger. <laughs> Why are we working Austin Powers? I have no idea. All right. Uh, Tom Hardy, the man who is sometimes, oftentimes, a lot of times hard to understand, but a damn good actor. Yep. Damn good actor. Like you said, it's like March Madness. And since there was no March Madness, what better way than to hang out with us? Because we have his top eight movies. Are you seeing these? I am seeing these, and I got I got a lot of favorites in here. Uh, there's one I'm like, Ugh, but we'll get to that. Yeah, there's two uh, that I'm like, Ugh. I'm already kind of guessing our uh, our final round, but you know we have surprised ourselves before a our movie zagged, so we'll see what happens. But uh, Chris, I'm ready to get going. Let's get zagging. All right, so in the number one seed, we have Mad Max Fury Road taking on the number eight seed, Bronson. Oh, yeah, what a just a, watching Bronson, man. It just makes you feel like a tough guy. I tell you, I, I get jacked up watching that movie. Um, but uh, poor Bronson. I know. Mad Max I know. recently <laughs> won our post apocalyptic movies, and um, 
You know, rightfully so, because it's a freaking masterpiece. So, Chris, I want you to give Bronson its due here before we cast it aside. Bronson is such an amazing film, and it's it's one that, if you haven't seen it, it is Tom Hardy at his finest before the world got to experience him in Inception, which I think was kind of like Americans' big mm. introduction to Tom uh, Hardy. And then after that, it just snowballed. I mean, maybe Warrior was Warrior before Inception. What? Uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to fact check that one. I know it's around the same time, but, you know, uh, Bronson's a movie that uh, he became like a big blip on the radar. Inception certainly put him on the map. And then, you know, he became, you know, a big star right after that. But we definitely have to give credit where credit is due to this film. Uh, just a great raw performance, you know, and. Um, Unfortunately, it's going up against Mad Max Fury Road, an action masterpiece. Um, Chris, we'll probably have to save our comments for Mad Max. We talked about it before on the show, but damn, it's so good. And I know there's a lot of people that say, you know, it's Charlie Theron's movie. It's more about Furiosa. But come on, he he anchors that movie with just bravado and charisma alone, and he barely has to say anything. Yeah, and I mean, here's the other thing, too, that I think is impressive about what Mad Max Fury Road does is that it's taking over as the fourth installment of a franchise helmed originally by Mel Gibson. And Mm. so, you know, obviously you want to continue the story of Mad Max in the same way the Broccoli family has continued the story of James Bond. So instead of just aging the character, you're just starting fresh. And oftentimes I think that can wind up with bad hiccups. You know, you can find, you know, you get your um, a couple of your bad actors in there that don't really fit. And then it just kind of can derail the franchise. But this didn't do that. And in fact, I think it just elevated it to being that much stronger of a movie franchise. And I, I think the success of the performances is both relied on Furiosa and Max. Just saying. And it's it's just you know a, a fanboy's dream that this movie got all the Academy Award recognition that it did, and yeah. it, it still lives on. And you know I'm kind of chomping at the bit for a sequel or that Furiosa spinoff they keep talking about. Like let's go, you know, release it. I need it. Well, so yeah, I'm in complete agreement though. Fat Mad Max Fury Road deserves to move on. As much as I love Bri- uh, Bronson, I I have not seen it as many times as I've seen Mad Max. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's always the determining factor, but, you know. All right, so uh, Mad Max beats out Bronson and will face off either the number four seed, Venom, or number five, Locke. Oh, boy. I mean, do we do we want to talk about the problems of Venom? Oh, do we? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, 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 like, I'm pushing Locke straight through because of just how furiously disappointed i was in venom um you know and here's the thing it's not to take away from tom hardy i think he actually does a really good job in that movie with the character he is given but it's just so disassociated from everything we've come to know you know and venom's trying to this movie's trying to stand by itself but it it doesn't work it doesn't work for me and the villains are really bad and as much as i love riz ahmed yes jenny Jenny slate was so miscast in oh, that man. movie, like I love Jenny Slate, I think she's hilarious, but that was not a movie for her. That was not the role for Jenny Slate. I'm no. sorry. Locke, on the other hand, yes. 
<laughs> you know, and how do you how do you get an actress of uh, Michelle Williams caliber to get into this movie? Oh my goodness, I don't know because she had just done <laughs> The Greatest Showman. Maybe <laughs> needed something. Well, she's doing dark that what, that that two for them, one for you, or what, <laughs> yeah. two for you, one for me thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Greatest Showman, Venom, and Manchester by the Sea. It works. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, Manchester by the Sea is a phenomenal performance. I think it gave her an Oscar nomination too, didn't it? Uh, yes. Anyway, uh, we have derailed already. Yeah. Well, okay. Venom is just garbage. It's so weird. And let's go to Locke. A, just a, a down and dirty basic thriller. You know, it's a, what, what do you like to say? A bottle movie? Yes. It's all, yes. So, and I know you're such a big fan of those. Me too. But I like I know you just live and die by that. So t- tell me why Locke is going to beat Venom because it's good, not well, just because Venom's terrible. And the the reason I love bottle movies is is because I think it's so difficult to actually create a good one, right? Characters mm. stuck in one place, one confined to one space for a majority of the movie. So when you get a movie like Locke, which one hundred percent of it takes place in a car, that I think is absolutely stunning to pull off because you're you're relying on so much the actor the cinematography and the writing mm. without those three being 100 percent stellar your movie will fail i think buried with ryan reynolds mm-hmm. had the ability to do that but fell short with a couple of scenes i liked buried but a movie like Locke comes along and shows you how a one-spot movie should be. Phone Booth tried to do it. I was just about to say, oh, did you like Locke better than Phone Booth? Oh, Colin Farrell? Gosh, I tried to watch that just like during the lockdown. It is so bad. Really? I need to revisit that. I remember being all over that movie when it came out just because I was in love with Kiefer uh, Sutherland because oh, 24 geez. was the hot stuff at the time. Yeah, I mean, phone booth probably hasn't aged well because where are phone booths anymore? True. (laughs) That and Colin Farrell is not the Colin Farrell that we have now. Oh, Colin Farrell, I feel so bad for him. He's in that, like, Taylor Kitsch category where he's, like, a really good actor, but he just, he is poison to any movie uh, he's in because it don't do anything. So, anyway, wow, another derail. Locke is moving through the movie with Tom Hardy behind the wheel going up against... Tom Hardy behind the wheel. We'll we'll get to that later. Okay. Take it away on the other side. We have, ooh, this is is a heavyweight battle here, in my opinion. We have the number two seed, Warrior, versus the number seven seed, The Revenant. All right. Tom Hardy is very tough to understand in The Revenant. Dude. Kind of in Warrior. (laughs) Not as much, though, but I felt like such an old man. When I had to turn on subtitles to watch The Revenant, <laughs> I see it was so bad. I felt like Mr. Fredrickson and Up. It was horrid. But like, uh, like even my wife was like, "What did he say?" And I'm like, "I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what he said." And it's already onto the next line with Donald Gleason. I have no idea. Oh, it was so irritating. He so was good he, in it, though. He is great. You know, he's a good antagonist. You know, chasing after Leo and all that stuff, but. He's also, like, this is where we're going to go into Warrior. Warrior, his character is so good and so layered in that movie because he can be viewed as both the protagonist and the antagonist in that movie. And I think that just makes that final fight against his brother so much more rewarding than we get from usual sports movies. Uh, 
you know, Warrior cover covers mixed martial arts, you know, a, a sport that has only gained popularity since its release. When Warrior came out, UFC wasn't the biggest thing in the world, and I'm still not saying it isn't, but it's definitely in, you know, the modern conversation. And I would rank Warrior as one of the best sports movies ever made, just period. How about of all time? How about of all time? <laughs> <laughs> I... I agree 100%. While The Revenant is good, I think the technical achievement is what really makes it work. And it's Mm -hmm. what really makes it just, uh, that's the thing that you marvel at. Leo's great. Tom Hardy's great. Everybody's great. But it's the story and the narrative constructed in Warrior that works so freaking well. Mm -hmm. And just the juxtaposition of Tommy and Brendan the two characters that are brothers, you know, Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy is so unique. And I, I, one thing that I absolutely love is when a filmmaker demands patience from the audience for exposition, because Mm. I think that is something that so many bad writers do and bad storytellers is they just blurt out all the, the exposition in just such a stupid way. Just spoon feed it to you, yeah, where you need to pay attention to Warrior and really each you know subsequent scene rewards you for everything that comes before it. Uh, Warrior is just, it's one of the most underrated movies of all time. It has to move through. 1,000% agree. Warrior moves on beating the Revenant and will face off with either... The number three seed, Inception, a movie Zagat's favorite for me, and number <laughs> six, Lawless. Well, I know why you like Lawless. Oh, yes. There's two reasons. (laughs) There are two big reasons. Shia and (laughs) Jessica Chastain herself. Yeah, I remember that scene hit me, Jessica Chastain. I was like, hey, I wasn't expecting this. I walked in on a press check. Yeah, of course, because that's how it goes. In the movie theater industry, if you're doing like presentation checks and auditoriums, you always walk in during the nude scene or the sex scene. It's just... That's how it works. Dude, atonement was the big one. Every <laughs> scene, the way the way the time structures were, that was always the scene you walk in on, and it's so quiet, it was uncomfortable. But this all the old people watching. Yep. Okay, but here's here's the thing. Neither of these movies is a Tom Hardy led film. No. Right? He's great in Inception. I think he's okay and he's fine and lawless. But it's Leo and Shia LaBeouf. Those are the two leads. So for me, I would go Inception just because it's the much better movie anyway. I will agree with you because this is uh, Inception's awesome movie. Like you said earlier, he, he made his impact what on the American audience, on us, and he got his name out there. And yeah, Inception's a much better movie. I don't think I'm ever going to watch Lawless again. I might YouTube a certain clip <laughs> from the film, but Inception will be revisited uh, over the years. Absolutely. So Inception beats out Lawless. We'll face off against Warrior. But now it is time for... Round two, fight! And we have Mad Max against Locke. Chris, the movie where he drives a lot... I hate you. ...will win. So much. (laughs) Why are you the way that you are? All right. Because I like to troll you and give you a hard time yep. on the show, on your own show. Everywhere. 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 Not just the show. <laughs> All right. Oh, things things are heating up in Tampa Bay, aren't they? I oh, He's not my QB anymore. I don't care. 
Jared Stidham. Yeah. Actually, I've been, I've been calling Jared Stidham uh, Jason Statham. <laughs> I don't know. Stidham's hard for me to pronounce. Jared Stidham. So. Jason Statham. Here's, <laughs> here's what we do, Belichick. Bale, I guess. Get in the face <laughs> off, machine. Get a whole new face. Get a whole new QB. Me, Jason Statham. Well, do you have two wow. quarters? Because it costs 50 cents. Oh, I got oh a pie. God. What a derail. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we went from Mad Max to the freaking New England Patriots. Great. Uh, number one, Mad Max versus number five, Locke. I mean, Chris, it's a no-brainer. <sighs> is it? Ooh, is yes. it a no-brainer? Give me, give me some conflict and dissension. It, Make it interesting. It, this this one's... Because Locke has to go through. Really? No. <laughs> Gosh, I hate you so much. I know you do. I love it. Okay, so you want Mad Max. Of course. Okay, I need I need I need you to help sway me because I'm so in the middle of the edge here. Okay. Well not I something see, I typically I, I, ask I, I, you to do, by the way. I can see how you're on the edge because Locke is 100% boom on Tom Hardy's performance. You know, we talk about this on Movie Zaggots a lot. This Locke is a Tom Hardy movie, whereas you got Mad Max, which is Tom Hardy and Charlie Theron. So they work off of each other. But and that kind of gets to, I don't know, like the nucleus of Movie Zaggots. Are we, when we look at actors, are we talking about the best performance or the best movie? Because Locke, he has it. The performance is amazing. Mad Max, he kind of mumbles along. He's just a presence in Mad Max. I don't know. I'm kind of starting to convince myself. <laughs> um, it gets into Mad- arguing semantics, though. It does, because Mad Max is the better movie. It is the better movie. Locke is a it's a good film, but it's not entirely memorable. You know, it's one of those niche movies. Maybe you're on Netflix at 11:45 at night, and you're scroll. You've been scrolling through for two hours. That so you probably yourself fall asleep. That you haven't. <laughs> you're just mad at yourself. You haven't picked anything yet. And then, oh, there we go. You know, I heard something about this. And then, exactly, that's where I was going. You just fall asleep halfway through. So here, Mad Max has to move on because you're not falling asleep during Mad Max. And here's the thing about Locke is that. Uh, there there were moments in the story when he's talking to I, I don't remember the character's name, Eddie or Freddie or something, who's who works at his character's empl- place of employment. And they're doing some sort of big construction concrete thing the following day. And you don't get to fully understand that until the movie goes on. But half of it, I'm like, all right why (laughs) like it's good but i'm trying to i'm trying to convince myself but yeah i what you said about the you know netflix it's great it's good but yeah mad max is the better movie that has to go through yes so many listeners just breathe the big sigh of relief okay we have the number two seed warrior against number three inception I'm tired of going up against Inception, man. <laughs> I'm sick of this. Freaking <laughs> <Strinking> movie. <laughs> How many times I got to freaking talk about Inception? Warrior is going through. Okay. Tom. Yay! I, I, I that was coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Supporting character in Inception, just absolute raw, powerful lead in Warrior. A movie that has made me cry. I don't care. 
I would scream it from the mountains. Tap out, I Tommy. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> it's so good. So here we are. The finals. Yes. Let the final battle begin. Jeez. Star Wars. Shut you. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> Listen, you come up. You take the time to download the drops. You put them together. You do all the technical stuff. I will honor your selections. You put in the man hours. So, thank you. Uh, when I look at how the bracket started to how it is, basically... Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs> yep, I had to work one more in. That's a good one. That's, that's good, though. <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah. But now wow, the difficulty. Exactly. The difficulty this is, is this is the, the hard part. This is... Uh, because these are unequivocally... The, two best Tom Hardy movies and there's no there's no question about it unless you want to we want to bring in what this means war Dark Knight Rises no No. I'm surprised I didn't see any Dark Knight Rises well maybe I wasn't Uh, talk about not understanding Tom I'm just buying my I'm bamping a little bit because I'm trying to figure out which one I want okay so I mean one (laughs) is a sprawling action just insane visually stunning rich with deep story that if you just immerse yourself in the world you can gather everything that you need the other is as you said one of the most underrated sports movies of all time only five million dollars opening weekend at the box office which is a travesty it was but this has some of the coolest moments in sports movie history i think as well as just a very deep layered character within Tom right. and you have you have Joel Edgerton balancing that performance being the pure opposite of him and the uh, here's the thing okay the scene in the hotel when Nick Nolte's character you know is drunk he gets so much praise for that moment but Tom Hardy is often left out of the conversation with that even though he is just as as impactful and powerful in that moment when he's holding his father and he's shushing him as if he were a child. Mm. And the reverse where he has to now care for his dad who's completely screwed up and gone back to what he knew he was. And, and Tom Hardy, the emotions, the rawness on his face. Is... And you haven't seen that vulnerability from no, Tommy exactly. you know, at all. Exactly. And, and that right there and you know, is a microcosm of kind of like all these movies, you know, with Locke aside, Tom Hardy is the anchor in all of these, even Inception, Lawless, Mad Max. He is the anchor of these films, and that's – he's not too showy. He doesn't overact. He is just so subtle and nuanced in what he does. And in a big bombastic movie like Mad Max, he is still very reserved, And like the scene you just mentioned in Warrior. It's just – ah, great actor. I'm going to Warrior. Are you really? Yes. Because me too, buddy. Yeah! Oh, I, I have to go Warrior just based on what we just said. Oh. Yes! And it's such a delight of a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got to give a rewatch stat. I think it's on Hulu. Oh, I own it. Uh, mm. I own it on my voodoo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Got 900 movies on there right now. Do you and really? Climbing. 
yeah. <laughs> nice. So that means the best Tom Hardy movie, movie Zagat certified, is Warrior. Warrior. Come out and play. Yes, come out to my big screen. I want to watch you. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode of Movie Zaggots. Thanks for Zach and Tom Hardy with us, you Zags. Yes. This... Chris. Well, go for it. Go. I was just going to say this was a delight, and I don't think we've ever had like this much deliberate just boom, 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 back and forth. Uh, I mean, we got derailed a couple times, but this was a I mean, fun that's... conversation, too. It's a great conversation. It's going to happen. And I think what you're about to say is I we didn't disagree at all. I Right? Which is crazy. No we phone just love Tom Hardy. No, no phone to Zach. We just love Tom Hardy, and we know what's up with him. So, yes. Good conversations. If you want to keep the conversations going, hit us up on Twitter. Follow me at Murray Marcus. Follow me at Zimabimbim. You can also call in and leave us a voicemail sharing your disdain with our picks or your love of our picks. 323-553-7731. Call in, let us know what you think, and then we will actually... I mean, if it's not riddled with F-words and stuff, we'll play it on the show. You that... guys got Venom wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know a few people that would say that. But, um, oh, yes. Yes. So thank you guys so much for listening. Come back next week because we are doing J-Law, Jennifer Lawrence. Mm. Yes. And? Later, you zags. Later.